0: theories of the third kind
1: Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron and I'm one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today of course, Danielson. Yo, what's up? And Anna. So before we start today's episode, I just want to say, like always, we do not run any ads on this show or take any money from any corporations. So if you'd like to help us out, then there are a few ways that you can do that.
2: One of those ways is with our Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day, you could sign up. You'll get uh, four extra episodes a month. Today, we released Baba Vanga, which is another prophecy type episode. And we have like a ton more on there, so get on over there and give it a listen.
3: Another way to support the show is through merchandise. Just teleport on over to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the shop button. Or you can go to theoriesofthethirdkindshop.com. There you can see all the merchandise we have for sale t shirts, hats, sooner or later socks, and all that good stuff.
1: I just wanted to say that all the money we get from Patreon and merchandise, it all goes back to bettering the show. Also, I know things are tough out there right now, so if you can't afford a shirt or a Patreon membership but you want to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes, and that helps us out quite a bit. If you don't want to leave one, though, then that's totally cool. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghost Illuminati members, Underground Lizard people, Space Lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, one last thing, if any of you would like to reach out to us, you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or you can go to our website, theoriesatthethirdkind.com. You can click on the contact button, and there you will find our individual email addresses. And on our site, while you're there, if you want to, you can click on the voicemail button and leave us a voicemail anonymously with your phone. And at the end of the show each week, we play them. So, that's the end of the announcements. Now. We're going to hop into today's episode. It is over the Hopi prophecy. So how the episode will go today is that we will first cover the Hopi and the Mayans. Then we'll roll into the prophecy itself. Then the stone tablets, the great purification, the red star Kachina, strange facts and findings. And then, of course, we'll wrap it all up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So let's go ahead and hop into it. So the Hopi people are a Native American tribe who primarily live on the Hopi Reservation in northeastern Arizona. They have always viewed their land as sacred. They are caretakers of the land that they inherited from their ancestors.
3: The Hopi people have long told stories of the start of the fourth world. Unlike the Egyptians, who were great record keepers by writings on the walls, the Hopi people have spread their message from storytelling. Though they do have stone tablets, these stories stay within the Hopi village and are told by the leaders of the tribe. They have always kept their tellings very secret until about the 20th century.
2: It's said that the Hopi are masters of space and the Mayans are masters of time. And it's because of this that you will notice that the Hopi were never the type to put a specific date on something, but the Mayans would, like the 2012 prediction, for instance. And just a little tidbit in there. Apparently, if the they might have calculated wrong, and Stephen Hawking wrote this down too. He said this in 2012, that it is eight years off the Mayan calendar, and the end of the world is actually in 2020.
1: Oh, well, that's something we got to look forward to as well.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, everything else is going wrong in 2020. So,
2: well, in Baba Vanga, she saw that in her predictions essentially with World War III.
1: Yep. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go over and sign up on our Patreon, and you can listen to the Patreon-exclusive episode that released today called Baba Vanga. She was basically the Nostradamus of blind Bulgarian women.
2: You know, maybe the minds were right, though, about the 2012 prediction, and the world did end, and we just transitioned to the closest parallel universe, and that's why we experienced Mandela effects.
4: Ooh.
0: Just like...
2: So... Getting back to the Hopi and Mayans, they were uh, cosmic travelers and both saw the time of the Great Forgetting. The Hopi prophecy calls the fifth world, quote, the world of illumination. Now, I know illumination is to light up, but what if it has to do with the Illuminati and the new world order and shining the light on what has been hidden as long as we can remember?
1: Hmm. That's an interesting take on that. I'm always down for some Illuminati stuff. Oh yeah. Not to, of course, not to join them or anything, but, you know, just to discuss it, to hy- hypothesize about them, you know? Yeah. All right. Let's hop back up on the topic. So it appears to coincide with the Greek new age of Aquarius as well. And just really quick, the age of Aquarius refers to causing great turmoil in order to make room for the new values of love, brotherhood, unity, and integrity. Everything with Piscean values is being exposed and taken down. This includes governments, corporations, individuals, and even personal relationships. The Aquarian Age points to the direction of our own evolution in consciousness. We are each being asked to make a choice. We can cling to the old outdated values or adopt the new evolving ones. Our happiness and peace depends on our choice, and the change will take place whether we like it or not. It is said that this is the time when all minds become one and we work together as one world.
3: The Hopis and the Mayans both had celestial brothers who played a major role in telling the story of the movement between ages. The Mayan story was of Popovul and the false center of the universe. For the Hopi prophecy, it was a story of two brothers who bring about purification day when the world will be purged of evildoers and evil. The Hopis horned serpent Awanu resembles the Mayan Quetzalcoatl, and so does the Hop- Hopi prophecy legend of the Pahana, which means long-lost white brother, who is to return to save the people, just as Quetzalcoatl uh, is slated to, to do.
2: There's a couple pictures. The first one's that Quetzalcoatl, and then the second is like the other horn, uh, Awanu.
1: Quetzalcoatl. That's um. Uh, what's his face? Always refers to him. Um. We interviewed him. What's his name? Woolwine? Woolwine. Woolwine. Jeff Woolwine. When he talks about petroglyphs and carvings and beings in the air, he always talks about quesalcodal. So if you want somebody who knows a lot about rock carvings and quesalcodal and stuff, go look up Jeff Woolwine. He'll hook you up with all you want about petroglyphs.
2: And he often does live shows at Saturday Saturday night.
1: Yep. Live shows on Facebook. Go check him out.
2: Mm-hmm. So getting back on track here. When the Hopi and the Mayans were visited by the Spanish in the 16th century, they both thought at first it was their lost prophet, the Pahana, kicking off the beginning of the age of the Great Forgetting, or darkness uh, for both cultures. Both believed that we're going through that period of purification with the changing of ages right now and will reach a subsequent rise in consciousness. This purification period will be very difficult and destructive, but short. So, this was just a couple of these incredible findings that connect the Mayans, the Hopi, but I think we should transition now to kind of talk more about the signs of the great uh, purification. So, Aaron, if you want to kick us off with prophecies.
1: Sure, I'll roll right into that. So, the Hopi prophecy says to watch for the Bahana to return from the east. This statement metaphorically represents the change in constellation ages from Pisces to Aquarius in the pre-dawn sky, which is where we are at now in history. They say, be wary if Pahana returns from the west. This could indicate a possible pole shift has occurred, and the orientation of the Earth's axis has shifted, changing the view in the pre-dawn sky.
2: So they say that he will return wearing red, which means it's the root chakra for the feminine energy. His return represents the joining of the masculine and feminine energies at the heart to bring balance into the world and humanity. He brings the missing piece of the sacred tablet, which we'll go into later. And that missing piece represents uh, feminine nurturing, which I think that this planet is missing, along with some compassion, softer energy. Uh, The Earth really needs those type of things, y'all. So. It's this joining of the two aspects that will bring peace and the values of the new great cycle of the fifth world.
3: Balance in this world is so incredibly important, and the Hopi continue to perform a series of annual sacred rituals within their ceremonial cycle in order to keep not just themselves in balance, but the whole world. The Hopi prophecy was given to the Hopis before the time of Christ and has been handed down mostly by word of mouth since. An exact recount of the Hopi prophecy was required yearly by the Keeper of the prophecy to ensure the purity of the rendition.
2: So they believed that each cataclysm represented the start of the new world, and that we have already gone through three of those. And that kind of brought me back to my alien theory about um, new races being introduced to the earth after major cataclysms. If you haven't listened to the alien episode, go back. I'll fill your ear holes with lots of crazy shit.
1: Oh, that's a good episode, too. That's the very start of season two. Yes. Go back, listen to it. I believe it's six or seven episodes ago. It's very good.
2: Time is flying. Yes, it is. So they say, like, the first world was destroyed by fire. So we would think that that is probably the comet that killed the dinosaurs or an asteroid strike or a number of volcanic eruptions. The second world was destroyed by ice. This would most obviously be the Ice Age.
1: As recorded by many cultures around the world, a tremendous flooding destroyed the third world. So it is believed that these three global destructions were not the result of random earth changes or an astrophysical phenomena, but of humankind's disregard both for Mother Earth and for the spiritual words of the creator, which I interpreted this as the way the great creator is perceived and talked about through cultures. Also, these events that occurred in the natural world are casually connected to collective transgressions or negative human actions. This image that we're going to talk about next is is a prophecy rock that has been used for tellings of the future. If you want to see this in just like any other references or images we talk about, go to theoriesofthethirdkind.com and click on this episode and it will take you to all of our links and everything. And if you can't find it, Shoot me a message or shoot us an email or something and we'll put you in the right direction. But if we talk about any images or anything, it will be there at our website. So on this image that we're looking at, it's a picture of a rock and it shows like a rectangle, I would say, or kind of like a tabletop for uh, if you know motocross jumps. It's a tabletop motocross jump, which I'm sure only helps about one person that's listening right now. Um, It's kind of hard to describe. You really have to just.
2: You got to look it up. Just pause right now. Go look at it while we walk you through it, because we're going to talk about each part of it from the tellings of the Hopi people.
3: Yeah. And Dan, go ahead and start telling us about that. The large human figure on the left is the Great Spirit. The bow in his left hand represents his instructions to the Hopi to lay down their weapons. The vertical line to the right of the Great Spirit is a time scale in thousands of years. The point at which the Great Spirit touches the line is the time of his return. The life path established by the great spirit divides into the lower, narrow path of continuous life and harmony with nature and the wide upper road of white man's scientific achievements.
1: Now, this is coming straight from them. This is not from us. Okay. so when we say white man's scientific achievements, okay, there's a lot of different other races who have great scientific achievements. This is coming straight from them. I just want to clarify that for everybody.
2: And I will say, as we'll get into it, you'll see that the Hopi people. Breaks four races of the world into colors, and that's also why they refer to them as the white people. I promise it'll all come together.
1: All right, so moving on. So, in this image, the bar between the paths above the cross is the coming of white men. The cross is that of Christianity. The circle below in the image of the cross represents the continuous path of life. The four small human figures on the upper road represent on one level, the past three worlds and the present. On another level, the figures indicate that some of the Hopi will travel the white man's path, having been seduced by its glamour. The two circles on the lower path of life are the quote-unquote great shakening of the earth, also known as World Wars One and II. Uh, now, in this image, you will also notice, which I was, it was probably the first thing I noticed, is a swastika in the sun and the Celtic cross. Uh, These represent the two helpers of Pahana and the true white brother. Now, the swastika, as we talked about in previous episodes, right, the Charles Manson one on Patreon, the swastika, its origins is Buddhism. Well, its origins is way before the Nazis, and it meant like peace, love, spirituality, all that great stuff. Yeah. But, of course, Nazis, they uh, got a hold of it and flipped it the opposite way. So, uh yeah. They're not talking about Nazis in this picture. The Hopi people aren't.
2: No, not at all. Okay. So, the short line that returns to the straight path of life is the last chance for people to turn back to nature before the upper road disintegrates and dissipates. The small circle right above that path of life, that's after the last chance. The great purification comes after which corn will grow in abundance again when the Great Spirit returns, and the the path of life continues forever. The Hopi shield that you see there in the lower right corner symbolizes the earth, and the four corner areas where the Hopi have, have been reserved, and that's like the four corners of the U.S. The arms of the cross also represent the four directions in which they migrated according to the instructions of the Great Spirit. The dots in there represent the four colors of Hopi corn and the four racial colors of humanity.
1: So that's a breakdown of that image that we're talking about that you guys should have already looked at on our site.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But now we're going to hop into the first sign. Now, this is the first sign. We are told of the coming of the white-skinned men like Prahana, but not living like Prahana. Men who took the land that was not theirs, and men who struck their enemies with thunder. I mean, does this sound like stories we have told about of like, Christopher Columbus stealing the land from the Native Americans, right?
2: Exactly that. So, yeah,
1: you're kind of right with their first sign, I guess.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'd say that they're on even with their second sign, which is, Our lands will see the coming of spinning wheels filled with voices the white men you know bringing their families in wagons across the prairies
1: it could have been that yeah. yeah
2: but what if it's actually records or cds
1: that's another possibility i mean if they've never seen anything like that before and these hopies had these visions and you see something spinning and voices coming out of it that's a good way to describe it mm-hmm. spinning wheels filled with voices
3: this is the third sign a strange beast like a buffalo but with great long horns will overrun the land in large numbers. These white feathers saw with his eyes the coming of the white men's cattle. So, bulls. Yeah, bulls. Okay. Then the fourth sign, the land will be crossed by snakes of iron. Well, that sounds like railroad tracks to me. Yeah.
1: 100%. All right. Let's talk about the fifth sign. They said, the land shall be crisscrossed by a giant spider's web. Which, I mean, this could be telephone poles. But if you think of what you can't see, I mean, it could also be interpreted as the Internet, right? Yes. Or a giant spider. (laughs) No, but seriously, it could be telephone poles or the Internet. I mean. um,
2: Electricity.
1: Or when you had the planes fly over with chemtrails, if you believe in chemtrails, not saying you do or don't or I do or don't. I'm just saying, you know, chemtrails come over and planes cross and they leave that vapor trail or chemical trail. And it could mean that.
2: Very interesting.
1: So I guess we'll move on to the sixth sign. They say uh, the land shall be crisscrossed with rivers of stone that make pictures in the sun. Many people interpret this as concrete roads and then seeing mirages off of them, which I, I could see that.
2: How else would you destroy? Yeah, it's a great way to describe that. Yeah. So rolling into the seventh sign. You will hear of the sea turning black and many living things dying because of it. I mean, oil spills?
1: Right on the money. Yeah. Right on the money.
2: There's been a lot of those lately, and I mean, I haven't heard anything about Russia's thing with theirs going, you know, like, uh, unless I'm in another timeline here, but didn't Russia have a oil line bust out, and they were pissed because it was during, like, the beginning of corona time, and Russia was doing, wasn't getting a lot of shit for things, and then they had leaked, like, I don't know if it's trillions of gallons or whatever of oil into the ocean. Okay, let me fact check this before you put this online. But I'm surprised you didn't hear about this.
1: That's Mandela.
2: Well, it might be. Okay, so on June 4th, 2020, Russia declares emergency after Arctic oil spill. It says the leak of more than 20,000 tons of diesel, said to be one of the country's worst such accidents, turned a river crimson and and was heading for the ocean.
1: Damn. I didn't hear that. Maybe me and Dan, you know, maybe we teleported over to your your universe. Wouldn't doubt it. Parallel universe.
2: Okay, this one might sound familiar. The eighth sign. You will see many youth who wear their hair long like my people. They come and join the tribal nations and try to learn the ways and wisdom. Now, that's like the 1960s hippie movement for sure. Oh, yeah. The flower children, like, they were trying to become close to Earth again. And the government shut them down.
1: They did. 100% they did. They didn't want that eighth sign happening.
2: Mm-mm.
3: It's too late. Hope he spoke. Yep. Check out my long hair, man. <laughs> then The ninth and last sign. You will hear of a dwelling place in the heavens above the Earth that shall fall with a great crash. It will appear as a blue star. Very soon after this, the ceremonies of my people will cease. These are the signs that the great destruction is coming. The white man will battle against other people in other lands with those who possess the first light of wisdom. There will be many columns of smoke and fire such as White Feather has seen the white man make in the deserts not far from here. Only those which come will cause the disease and a great dying. Many of my people understanding the prophecies shall be safe. Those who stay and live in the places of my people also shall be safe.
1: Then there will be much to rebuild, and soon, very soon afterward, Prahana will return. He shall bring with him the dawn of the fifth world. He shall plant the seeds of his wisdom in their hearts. Even now the seeds are being planted. These shall smooth the way to the emergence into the fifth world. Hmm Fifth World, okay. Mm-hmm. Another Hopi prophecy warns that nothing should be brought back from the moon. If this was done, the Hopi warned, The balance of natural and universal laws and forces would be disturbed, resulting in earthquakes, severe changes in weather patterns, and social unrest. I mean, all of these things are happening today, though, of course, not necessarily because of the moon rocks, but of other reasons. But it could have been because of the moon rocks. We don't know. Like, that could have been the tipping point in the universe changing and making all these other things happen.
2: Yeah, because if the government knows about aliens and all that future shit, whatever, they would have known that taking those rocks was not the right thing to do. Um, So the Hopi also predicted that when the heart of the Hopi Land Trust is dug up, great disturbances will develop in the balance of nature. So for the Hopi, the Holy Land is a microcosmic image of the entire planet. Any violations of nature in the Four Corners region will be reflected and amplified all over Earth. So on August 7th, 1970, uh, a spectacular UFO sighting was witnessed by dozens of people and photographed by Chuck Roberts of the Prescott It's like Arizona courier paper. This sighting occurred after a UFO calling by Paul Solem and several Hopi Indians. This sighting was interpreted by some Hopi as being a partial fulfillment of a certain Hopi prophecy given by the Great Spirit. It was warning of the coming of Purification Day, when the true Hopi will be flown to other planets in, quote, ships without wings. End quote.
1: I can't wait for that. Ooh,
2: you gotta find your spiritual awakening before that, sir.
3: I just want to watch them. I just want to watch. <sighs> so we have Martin Gashizoma said recently that Hopi elders told us that when the plants blossom in the middle of winter, we would need to go to Santa Fe to warn everyone of suffering and destruction to come unless they change their ways. Last year in the middle of winter, the plants began to blossom. How much suffering and destruction will accompany the time of the purification and what will be its end results? Martin foretells the judgment in front of a big mirror and death to those who are evil and wicked with only a handful of people surviving in every nation overseas who will then come to this continent, which we call heaven. Hmm. It's a bit odd. It's
2: going to get a little weirder.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So there's this guy named Robert Ghostwolf.
1: What a sweet name. He has been called a holistic healer, teacher, ceremonial leader, prophet, and shaman. He is an internationally recognized author, speaker, and artist. He has worked with the Apache, Lakota, Hopi, and Ojibwa elders for many years. Robert says that ETs are contacting us now. Almost all Native American cultures have ancient prophecies telling of interactions with quote unquote star brothers. And they're coming, which they have been recorded on petroglyphs. There's petroglyphs again, man. Yep. Mm.
2: Egyptians, Mayans, Hopi, lots of ancient cultures. So as time passes, generations of Hopi are leaving the reservation for a more modern lifestyle. With everyone that leaves, that's one less person to hold on to and pass the word of the people Reservations have seemed to be having more issues with arguments, uh, high rates of alcoholism, and lethal street drugs. For many elders of the Hopi, they believe that we are currently living in our final days of the fourth world. And for more than 60 years, different Hopis have predicted various earth changes that signal the conclusion of the current stage and the onset of the fifth world.
1: In 1970, Dan Kachigova the sun clan leader from the village of hotavilla who lived to be an astonishing age of 112 he spoke about the deteriorating conditions of our time we would like to go over his breakdown of the prophecy stone right he asked for one thing to be honored with telling this story he insisted that it never be sold because to sell this information would be like dan selling his own mother and not daniel's son but this dan who was the Sun Clan leader?
3: It'll be my mom selling me.
2: <laughs> yeah, and this was originally supposed to be a Patreon episode, and when we read that, we completely shifted gears and decided it was we'd like to keep a good karmic balance, and we put this to our regular episode.
1: Yeah.
3: Time passed on, people passed on, and the prophecies of things to come were passed from mouth to mouth. The stone tablets and the rock writing of the life plan were often reviewed by the elders. Fearfully, they waited as they retold the prophecy that one day another race of people would appear in their midst and claim our land as his own. He would try to change our pattern of life. He would have a sweet tongue or a forked tongue and many good things by which we would be tempted. He would use force in an attempt to trap us into using weapons. We must not fall for this trick, for then we ourselves would be brought to our knees, from which we might not be able to rise. Nor must we even raise our hand against any nation. You know could this be used to talk about current times as well? Government and the riots with the bricks
2: like they're tempting us by putting weapons in front of us and seeing if we use those against them. They're making it readily available
1: I mean it could it could be possible it's something interesting to think about mm-hmm. yeah
2: so the Hopi spirits report that a global change will soon begin around the globe. There will be a widespread increase in air temperature. Also, the prophecies of Native American spirits say that soon the waters of the ocean will rise and the sun will shine so brightly and strong that its light will begin to be destructive to people. Here, it must be said that the Hopi themselves interpret the last warning not verbatim, but speak of some possible global explosion, you know, possibly a nuclear weapon. Uh, It's not surprising, since the Hopi tribe in the last century suffered from an uh, explosion from an experimental atomic bomb, which was carried out at a military training ground in Arizona in the immediate vicinity of the Hopi reservation.
1: In general, the predictions of Indian spirits about global cataclysms cover the period until 2035, by which time, according to the indicated prophecies of spirits, The number of people on our planet will noticeably decrease due to strange diseases also predicted by spirits. Native American predictions speak of a mysterious virus that will plague
3: the entire planet. After this, a final change will occur. The climate will change. Maybe even the poles of the planet will change. Both the landscape and the outlines of the continents will change. A very small part of the world's population will be in the new surviving world. And only this handful of survivals will have a second chance to create a new civilization, which will get another opportunity to arrange life on Earth correctly. Which pretty much sends us over to, uh, I guess, what's written on the stone tablets?
2: Yeah. Okay, so going into the stone tablets. This is the belief, as we've been saying, that's told by the Hopi people about how they received these tablets. At the beginning of this cycle of time, long ago the great spirit came down and he made an appearance and he gathered the people of this earth together. They say that he did this on an island which is now beneath the water and he said to the human beings, quote, I'm going to send you to four directions and over time I'm going to change you to four colors but I'm going to give you some teachings and you will call these the original teachings." And when you come back together with each other, you will share these so that you can live and have peace on earth, and a great civilization will come about.
1: And he said, During the cycle of time, I'm going to give each of you two stone tablets, into which he breathed his teachings, prophecies, and warnings. When given those stone tablets, don't cast those upon the ground. If any of the brothers and sisters of the four directions and the four colors cast their tablets on the ground, not only will human beings have a hard time, but almost the earth itself will die. Before the great spirit hid himself again, he placed before the leaders of the four different racial groups four different colors and sizes of corn. Each was to choose which would be their food in this world. The Hopi waited until last and picked the smallest ear of corn. At this the Great Spirit said,
3: It is well done. You have obtained the real corn, for all the others are imitations in which are hidden seeds of different plants. You have shown me your intelligence for this reason, or I will place in your hands these sacred stone tablets, to symbol of power and authority over all land and life to guard. Protect and hold in trust for me, until I shall return to you in a later day. For I am the first, and I am the last.
2: And so he gave each color a responsibility, and the Hopi called that the guardianship. So it goes to say that to the Indian people, they're the red people, he gave the guardianship of the earth. They were to learn during this cycle of time the teachings of the earth, the plants that grow from the earth, the foods that you can eat, And the herbs for like healing so that when we come together, uh, the other brothers and sisters, we could share this knowledge with them. Something good was going to happen on the earth.
3: To the south, he gave the yellow race of people the guardianship of the wind. They were to learn about the sky and breathing and how to take that within ourselves for spiritual advancement. They were to share that with us at this time. And to the west, he gave the black race of people the guardianship of the water. They were to learn the teachings of the water, which is the chief of these elements, being the most humble and the most powerful. To the north, he gave
1: the white race of people the guardianship of the fire.
2: So if you look at a map, where the people of the Hopi live and where the Tibetans live, it is exactly on the opposite sides of the earth. Like you could p- p- uh, go through the earth directly center square, boom, Tibetan, or Tibet is. So, some interesting things about that. Uh, The Hopi word for love is the Tibetan word for hate. And the Tibetan word for love is the Hopi word for hate. The same word, but exactly opposite meanings. It goes the same with sun. The word for sun is uh, the Tibetan word for sun is the Hopi word for moon. And the Hopi word for sun is the Tibetan word for moon. So they say this is necessary to help keep the balance of Mother Earth, and that there are keepers of this balance that are around the world like them. Hmm. I mean, it is very interesting that two. I mean, I didn't look at, at the alignment of the other two, but those two are directly on opposite sides of the world. Like, did they discuss when they made their words? Did they say, "Hey, we're choosing Habunga for moon." Y'all can use that for sun. And was that a conversation or was it a coincidence? And we learned that it was the same. They never knew, but it just happened.
1: Pretty big coincidence. Kind of the same with the Mayans and the pyramids. Similar, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Among the Hopi, they are the keepers of the sacred stone tablets for the sacred red power. That includes all of us. They have the sacred stone tablets in Tibet. In the mountains kept by the Tibetan monks, in the same way that the Tibetans have their sacred stone tablet with the Hopi. Interestingly enough, each of these four people happen to be people that live in the mountains. They say that moving into this time, in the world of the fifth cycle, is a time when all the four sacred powers are going to be reconnected. The red, white, black, and yellow. And is going to be a time of great healing. Here's a picture of the stone tablets given to each tribe, And the Fire Clan stone is missing the corner, and we are still looking for that missing piece. What could that missing piece have told us? So I
2: was just looking at this thinking, um, the colors. Didn't Baba Vanga say something about colors mixing and creating a new race?
1: Yeah, in in her predictions, she said that they would all, we would all eventually become one race. And then eventually a new race will emerge out of that one race or whatever.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: So, who would return with this missing piece? Well, the Hopis say that the person that would be returning with it is their long-lost white brother, Prahana. And he would deliver them from their prosecutors and work out with them a new and universal brotherhood of man. But uh, he warned that if their leader accepted any other religion, he must assent to having his head cut off. This would dispel the evil and save his people. But they were not to resist. They were to wait for the person who would deliver them. They believed we're close to the end of times. Uh, You know, with the way 2020 is going, honestly, I wouldn't kind of be too surprised. You know, somebody show up with a stone tablet and we resist it. We all start getting our head chopped off. But anyways, (laughs) I guess that moves us into the great purification. So can you tell us, like, what's all that about, Anna?
2: For sure. So according to the Hopi people, we know that the great purification is upon us when we see both the blue and red Kachina show in the sky.
1: I just got a quick question. What is the great purification again?
2: That is the ending of um, the fourth world and going into the fifth world. So that's going to be like the mass die off and taking only the people who have taken the Hopi way. And Hopi is not just like... You don't have to necessarily live on the Hopi reservation to be a Hopi person. Uh, it's following their ways of connecting to the earth and, and uh, getting spiritually on their level and stuff like that. Then you become a Hopi person. So, I mean, ultimately, it sounds like you'll have to go to the reservation when the time comes to needing to be saved, but um, that's how I interpret it, at least. Huh. So this is the final step of the starting of the fifth world, the great purification, like we were saying. To the Hopi people, it's known as the blue star kachina that symbolizes the start of that. So there's going to be two things in the sky that come up to signify the um, ending of this world. And the ones that blue kachina and the red kachina. So we're going through those right now.
3: The end of all Hopi ceremonialism will come when a Kachina removes his mask during a dance in the plaza before uninitiated children, meaning the general public. For a while there will be no more ceremonies, no more faith, then Orabi will be rejuvenated with its faith and ceremonies marking the start of a new cycle of Hopi life.
1: World War III will be started by those people who first revealed the light or the divine wisdom or intelligence in the other Old countries, India, China, Islamic nations, Africa, all those. The United States will be destroyed, land and people, by atomic bombs and radioactivity. Only the Hopis and their homeland will be preserved as an oasis to which refugees will flee. Bomb shelters are a fallacy. It is only materialistic people who seek to make shelters. Those who are at a peace in their hearts are in the great shelter of life. There's no shelter for evil. Those who take no part in the making of the world's division by ideology are ready to resume life in another world. Be whatever race they are,
3: they are all one. They are all brothers and sisters. They are the human race. The war will be a spiritual conflict with material matters. Material matters will be destroyed by spiritual beings who will remain to create one world and one nation under one power, that of the Creator. That time is not far off. The return of the blue star Kachina will be the alarm clock that tells us of the new day and the new way of life. A new world that is coming. This is where the changes will begin. They will start as fires that burn within us, and we will burn up with desires and conflict if we do not remember the original teachings and return to the peaceful way of life. So that's like the
2: first sign that things are happening. You know, when I think about when it says that the star will remove its mask, Like that it's hiding in our solar system already. And that it will make itself seen, finally. It will come out from behind the sun or whatever, wherever it's chilling. And then we'll see it again. That's not a good sign. Now if you, we're going to go into the Red Star Kachina now. This is when it's getting real serious. So in the final days, we look up in our heavens. And we will witness the return of the two brothers. Who helped create this world in the birthing time? Poganghoya is the guardian of our North Pole, and his brother, Hoya, is the guardian of the South Pole. In the final days, the Blue Star Kachina will come to be with his nephews, and they will return the Earth to its natural rotation, which is actually counterclockwise. So, a pole hmm. shift. I know people have talked about that that might happen.
1: Yeah. They have talked about that pole shift, especially here recently. Mm-hmm. So many petroglyphs show that the rotation of the Earth has been manipulated by not-so-benevolent star beings. The twins will be seen in our northwestern skies. They will come and visit to see who still remembered the original teachings in their Padovodas, which is also known as flying shields. They will bring many of their star family with them in the final
3: days. The Red Star Kachina, who will bring the day of purification. On this day, the earth, her creatures, and all life as we know it will change forever. There will be messengers that will precede this coming of the purifier. They will leave messages to those on earth who remember the old ways.
2: The messages will be found written in living stone through the sacred grains and even waters. Now, obviously, we've seen crop circles. And we've always interpreted those as alien signs. So, uh, I actually have a picture I'm going to send you guys. I have it right here. So, this is like a picture of our solar system. And where all the planets are. And uh, they believe that this might be one of the star child, or the star kachinas. And it's making its way into our universe to be seen. Uh, But it's a bright comet that's entering the solar system. And then if you look at these symbols that are on this right side, and then you look at the writings of the Hopi people, they are like really similar. So it made me wonder if that was another sign. Um, But there's a breakdown of things, and uh, I don't want to go deep into this picture, but it is very interesting. Like It almost was trying to tell us of the forthcoming star and where it would come from. Hmm.
1: Uh,
2: so, from the purifier will issue forth a great red light. All things will change in their manner of being. Every living thing will be offered the opportunity to change from the largest to the smallest thing.
1: Those who return to the ways given to us in the original teachings and live a natural way of life will not be touched by the coming of the purifier. They will survive and build a new world. Only in the ancient teachings will the ability to understand the messages be found.
2: It's important to understand that these messages will be found upon every living thing. This is what the Hopi people say. Even within our bodies. I'm talking, they say like even within a drop of our blood. All life forms will receive the message from the twins. Those that fly, the plants, even the rabbit will all be affected. The appearance of the twins begins a period of seven years, which will be our final opportunity to change our ways. Everything we experience is all a matter of choice.
3: Many will appear to have lost their souls in these final days. So intense with the nature of changes, be that those who are weak in spiritual awareness will go insane. For we are nothing without spirit. They will disappear for they are just hollow vessels for anything to use. Life will be so bad in the cities, that many will choose to leave this plane, some in whole groups.
1: Only those who return to the values of the old ways will be able to find peace of mind, for in the earth we shall find relief from the madness that will be all around us. It will be a very hard time for women with children, for they will be shunned, and many of the children in these times will be unnatural. Some beings from the stars, some from past worlds, Some will even be created by man in an unnatural manner, and will be soulless. Many of the people in this time will be empty in spirit. They will have no
3: life force in their eyes. There will be many strange beasts upon the earth in those days, some from the past and some that we have never seen. The nature of mankind will appear strange in these times when we walk between the worlds, and we will house many spirits, even within our bodies. After a time, we will again walk with our brothers from the stars and rebuild this Earth, but not until the purifier has left his mark upon the universe.
4: Okay, okay.
2: And I was just thinking, does that mean that that time when we go and enter into robots with our souls and, be, like you said, that world ends and then we restart as humans again, like that, or that evolution of human? Cloning? Yeah, that that's definitely, like, well, according to the island, they had souls. <laughs> but that isn't very interesting. Okay. Okay. So just so you guys know, when this happens, no living thing will go untouched. Here or in the heavens. The uh, The way through this time, it is said, is to be found in our hearts and reuniting with our spiritual self. Getting simple and returning to living with and upon the earth and in harmony with her creatures, remembering that we are all caretakers, the fire keepers of the spirit. Our relatives from the stars are coming home to see how well we have fared on our journey. And that is your message, my friends. From the Hopi people, to get your shit together and see that we are all one. We're just a giant family on this planet. and We need to take care of each other and look out for each other.
1: All right, so now we're going to roll into strange facts and findings. So, if one of the most Zen dudes to ever live, of course, would somehow get a chance to see the sacred tablets, it would be the Dalai Lama, right? So, uh, he was in town uh, whenever an elder brought the sacred tablets to the governor of Santa Fe. And uh, the Dalai Lama was invited to privately view the Fire Clan tablets as well, along with the governor, whenever these things were. So he did, it's, like, it's not like he planned it, right? He would just happen to be there when it happened. So this meeting was a part of the ancient Hopi prophecy, and it was fulfilled. Uh, at the farewell audience for the Dalai Lama, with the historical presence of the five Hopi elders... Their sovereign United Nations Manifesto was handed directly to each elder and the Dalai Lama. So that's one of the first strange facts and findings we got for Yellow asses.
2: So we often hear that life is like a cycle. And the Mayans say this, um, both the Hopi say this as well, but they believe there was a cycle of the mineral, which would be the rock that the earth has, you know, gone through. Then there was a cycle of the plant. And now we are in the cycle of animals coming to the end of that and beginning the cycle of being a human being. I mean, we, we do say like you're being an animal, man. Yeah. We're pretty like primitive in probably the process we're going to go through as, as like beings. But when we get into the cycle of the human being, the highest and greatest powers that we have will be released to us.
1: Hmm. That's pretty interesting.
2: I mean, I don't know how I can get there yet. It's gonna take me a while, but like the monks, they've been doing it for like years and years and years, and they are really good at meditating, and they have their like they're like the Zenist of Zen. I'm sure they will be the ones, obviously, to go with the Hopi people uh, as well. But how yeah. do I get to that level? What do I have to do?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's all part of life. So the next strange fact and finding is that. The four regions, right, that we spoke about earlier, they were given a sacred handshake to show when we came back together as brothers and sisters that we still remembered the teachings. It was indicated on the stone tablets that the Hopis had that the first brothers and sisters would come back to them, would come as turtles across the land. They would be human beings, but they would come as turtles. Am I not turtle enough for the turtle club?
2: Turtle, turtle club. Turtle. Oh my God, I love that line. Um, so one day, when the foretold time was nearing, the Hopi looked out across the desert into the east, and they saw the Spanish conquistadors, and they were covered in armor that made them look just like turtles.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So to them, this was the turtles coming towards them across the land. So they went out to the Spanish men, and they extended their hand, hoping for that handshake that was foretold to them that they knew it's their secret handshake. But into the hand, the Spanish man dropped a trinket. So it was, they did not do what was said. So, Dan, tell, is that all it is? They just come together?
1: It makes a yin and a yank. I was watching a video about it. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a, the that's a secret handshake. It makes a yin and a yang.
3: And so the word spread throughout North America that there was going to be a hard time. And maybe some of the brothers and sisters had forgotten the sacredness of all things and all the human beings were going to suffer for this on the earth.
1: They began to send people to have visions to see how we could survive this time. People came on the east coast and they went across this land to the west and they were told in the prophecies that we should try to remind all the people that would come here of the sacredness of all things. If we could do that, then there would be peace on earth. But if we did not do that, if we had not come together as a human family, the Great Spirit would grab the earth with his hand and shake it violently. So my friends, and everyone listening, that is the Hopi prophecy of the end times and the beginning of the new world. Now, does anybody feel renewed? Do they all feel enlightened? Do you feel like you're going to do good by this great spirit? Is he going to grab you and shake you? But did you feel like you, you in, are you enlightened? Are you enlightened?
2: I know I was reading this and that I'm sure I could go living, I could live a more simplistic life as well. Um, Obviously, I need some technology to be able to do this podcast. But yeah, I think that everything, enough enough of the things make sense because it's actually happened. Some of their prophecies have actually come true. And when you compare this to the Baba Vanga episode, there's a lot of similarities in it. And then just in that last line, when you said they sent people to have visions to see if they could survive this time, that made me think of Baba Vanga as a time traveler type thing. And going and seeing what alternative routes can we do to maybe avoid this scenario. I mean, I don't don't know if Baba Vanga knew these people. But she might have met him and and did the whole yin yang handshake up in the spiritual world.
1: Maybe. Maybe she was one of the chosen. Maybe whenever in the Baba Vanga episode. I don't want to dive too deep into it because everybody should go listen to it. But remember when she talks about extraterrestrials and the extraterrestrials told her that she was the chosen one? along with certain other people. What if certain other people were these Hopis? They were the other chosen one. And the people she was talking to weren't extraterrestrials. It was the great spirit.
3: Okay,
5: okay. That's
2: good. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I'm thinking Europe would be the quote-unquote white race, and maybe he didn't trust a lot of us since we lost our stone. And so he's like, I'm going to put my faith in you. I see your oracleness and we're going to communicate for, to you as one of those people on Earth.
1: Maybe. So I guess that rolls us into personal thoughts and theories, right? All right. So who wants to go first with their personal thought and theory and hypothesize a little bit?
2: So I guess for me, I always seem to come back to aliens as an interference of some—not interference, but uh, intersecting with us to help us with our guidance. For me I do believe a lot of this is true. I see it in our everyday life, the way they describe the people and the way that we're supposed to do certain things. It all really adds up. We all should be really good on this earth. We should be a huge family. Um and there's plenty of signs showing that we have been making a lot of bad turns and as you see in the world around us there's a lot of bad shit happening in 2020. And We all need to like snap out of it and really put yourself in the right path of whatever that is to you. But just remember an egg may come in two different colors, but what's on the inside is all the same. Our outer shell is just what we are on this earth. But we have all of the same souls on the inside. We are all the same beings. And whatever skin color that we have is just relevant to where we live in the world. It has nothing to do with who we are. We all eat, breathe, and sleep and want to live our journey on this earth. So I think that's what they really just wanted to enforce is remembering that there should not be boundaries between people. Because when you look back away from like this planet, a bird's eye view of earth, like space people do, astronauts, you get that sense of we are all one. You don't have that feeling of one separate the other. So maybe we as people need to step back from our little worlds that we walk around in every day and remember, give that small compliment to somebody that you see on the street and you really like their shirt. Uh, You might think it's silly, but that can make someone's whole entire day. Doing little things and eventually just become selfless people. Love one another. Uh, But I think Baba Vanga is somehow connected to this because I was like looking at some connections or possible connections between dates she's predicted and what Hopis have said. Uh, when you guys listen to this, the other episode, you're going to be surprised with how many things really do connect. And I, I don't want to give away Baba Vanga, but definitely some connection there. Uh, I, and then I was thinking, when I go back to my theory about aliens and having other races come to this planet, and being like the test planet in the Thoughts and Theories episode, so what if this great purification is that reset experiment that I'd like talked about, like every time we have a cataclysm, um, that was when you'd enter in a, a new race of people, like in that theory I had. And then in, uh, that, excuse me, that version of human, that being of human, that whatever would, that version of human gets entered into the planet to try it out to see if it's a good fit. And so we aren't doing a good job because we have a lot of evil in the world, so the Great creator is deciding, reset the experiment, let's try again and see if we can weed out the problem sooner and have more peace on Earth and stuff like that. But that's kind of all I have in my brain right now.
1: Well, I wanted to go back on your first, well, not really on your first one, you kind of preached a little bit when you're talking about preaching, you know? Yep. So this whole this whole thing, it reminded me, and this is not bashing Religions, but... And this is not what I believe, but I just had this thought come across my head. And I wanted to talk about it. Do you think this was all made up? That not just this, but religions are all made up to give control over certain aspects of people's life to keep them in places? For example, the Hopi people realized we cannot allow our people to go outside of our tribe. And to leave because it would dismantle our culture. Mm-hmm. So let's create these prophecies that pretty much say you have to follow our way. If you don't follow our way, then you won't get accepted by the great spirit. So it is sort of kind of like a control technique that majority of religions do have. Yeah. Do you think it could be possible that that is And it's all made up not to show in this is not showing any disrespect towards him at all. I just wanted to say that outright. But this is just a thought that crossed my mind that maybe we could have a discussion about. I don't like discussing religions. okay? but I mean, I guess that could be a possibility.
2: I can see where you're going with this. So it's tough because I if you're if we think of church spreading a certain message. One could call that being brainwashed to follow a certain path and doesn't maybe allow you to connect to the earth of which way you were supposed to. Like when you think of ceremonies, for instance, when you're worshiping your god or the mother earth, you're giving things for that ceremony that aren't materialistic. You're offering them whether it be a animal sacrifice for some religions like it may just be um food of some sort to your god but i would just never think that a god would say i want money for you to show me how much you really care for me i want money
1: yeah you need a tithe i don't like that
2: yeah i don't think that that is what any sort of um loving creator would look for what good is money to him it's nothing
1: yeah exactly I don't know. I didn't mean to get off a rant on uh get us off on religion. It's just something that crossed my mind while we were going through this. It, it gave me that religion type vibe. Right? The readings and stuff gave me sort of that that vibe of them wanting control and less f- I wouldn't really say free thought but more control. But Dan what do you think about that?
3: No, I had the same exact feelings. It's just like if you don't believe in our, like, believe in us, you won't be saved. It's more of, like, I, I don't even want to say it was, like, a scare tactic or anything. It's more of, like you said, control. You know, it's, man, like you said, like, I don't really want to get into religion. Don't want to bash anything. But it's just, like, you know, the prophecies, like, you know, you got to believe in the Hopi people. You don't have to literally be here, but you just got to be one of us and you'll be all right.
1: You find that as a trend. Yeah. When you start talking about not only religions, but cults as well. Yeah. religion could be a cult. I mean, many people view it as that. Am I saying it? No, I'm just saying many people believe it that way.
2: It's it's tough cuz I like I'm a, a an earthly child. All my I'm a very earth sign. And so I can see this as what needs to be done. I just feel like everyone should love the planet. Yeah. And to spread that as a word doesn't, if I guess if I'm a part of that cult, I'd be okay with that because I'm doing good with the Mother Earth. I'm not uh, trying to sacrifice myself to go up to the alien spaceship.
1: All right, Dan. So we found our first volunteer. Whenever we find a cult, we're sending Anna
3: first. All right. So it's not me this time. All right. Yeah, it's not you. <laughs> it's Dan, not
2: you. That's not good. I'm going to conform to any cult. <laughs>
3: But no, I, uh,
1: switching gears on the aliens, I mean, it could be a possibility that the great spirit that handed these tablets, right? What if it was aliens trying to get us back on path of the way they're kind of like influencing us? Or it could be a reptilian trying to get his way into the people and say, follow this way but knowing it's not the right way. I mean, I'm just going off way out here with this, okay? Because I can't really think of any other theories because there's not that many to this, you know.
2: No, but that makes me think if you refer to the Bible and you're talking about the snake and the apple and Eve, you're being tempted with something and you're told not to touch it and not to eat it, and then you do. Well, guess what? Now all all this bad shit's going to happen to you because of it.
3: Yep. No, just the whole stone tablet thing kind of reminded me of, uh, the Ten Commandments.
1: Yeah, that was another thing too. Uh-huh. Very odd. It seems to be a
3: a trend.
2: If you they got cookies I'm joining.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, I might have to debate, depending on the cookies.
2: Yeah, no oatmeal raisin. Don't be fooling me for some chocolate chip and then I go grab it, it's oatmeal raisin. Uh, that's gross. Ugh, so disappointed.
1: Alright, anybody else got anything they want to add? Nope. Nothing. All right. Well, I guess that is the end of the Hopi prophecy. We will now roll into voicemails. Okay. So many voicemails this week.
2: Can't wait to hear your voices.
1: Yep. So this first voicemail that we'll be going over is from Adrian. And we'll play that right now.
6: Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to say, and Anna, of course, how much I'm enjoying listening to your podcast all the way over here in Blighty. I'm in Southwest England. You guys are doing a really good job. You keep the content fresh. You keep us all interested, and with a sense of humour as well. That's just fantastic. So, yeah, nice one. And uh, yeah, just hope that you go from strength to strength. You rock. I think that's what you say, isn't it? I can't say it very well. I'm sure you can give me a you rock, but. Uh, being English with the stiff upper lip and all that. Nah, just can't do it. Okay. Anyway, I hope, uh, I hope to uh, keep listening to you and yeah, keep that content coming. Nice one. Bye.
1: Thank you, Adrian. Uh, thank you. You rock, you know, thank you, you for the rock. great words. I yeah. love you. And you're awesome and amazing and
3: wonderful. Love the accent.
2: Thank you, Adrian. Um, I hope you have some jumpers on because I know it gets cold over there. And uh, yeah, we appreciate your voicemail. You're awesome. Thank you. You rock.
3: That's right. Love the voicemail. Thank you.
1: All right, this next one is from Elizabeth, and we'll play that right now.
5: Hey guys, you know my husband Dale. He is a Patreon, and I am his wife, Elizabeth. Yes, that Elizabeth. And we, our Patreon people, like I said, we listen to every new episode, absolutely cannot get enough. He had the audacity of thinking that he was going to save them for our trip, so we'd have enough to listen to um, on the trip, and I was like, no, 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 I can't go that long without them, (laughs) without you guys, so yeah, we're listening to you um, every week uh, when you guys come out, and I wanted to say that I had a really good fangirl moment, and I'm not like a fangirl, but... I had a fangirl moment um, today I'm in this group, and um, they asked if they anybody knew of any more podcasts or anything because, you know, COVID going on nobody has anything to do. Um, so I was able to suggest you guys. I said you guys are like a really community, and you're really kind, and you take everybody's feedback and appre- um, appreciate it and really take us for... Um, the people that we are kind of thing like you don't make fun of anybody you're really inclusive you're really thought out your programs and I really just appreciate you guys and so it was like a fangirl moment to be able to um, recommend you to somebody else and it made me feel really really good we are up in Canada and the person I recommended it to is in Canada as well Um, but it just was really nice to be able to say you know what I really recommend these people they don't run ads you know they're, they're really kind their patreon is not overpriced which is really nice and um, that you guys just really make us feel like a community. That's really the biggest thing is that you make us feel like a community. I know this is a little bit long run and I apologize for that but I do wanted to just say I appreciate you guys. One request I do have is could you please maybe work on some bumper stickers um, for the podcast. Um, merchandise is great and I would love to have some but I'm not really into like t-shirts or that kind of stuff so bumper stickers would be Cool. <laughs> thank you. Love you guys. Bye.
1: I love you, Elizabeth and Dale. Do it for Dale. Do, do for it Dale. for Dale. Do it for fucking Dale. You. No, but thank you, you Elizabeth.
2: Yes, thank you so much. Um, I w- appreciate the recommendation to your uh, friend. We do try to be very inclusive and open, accepting and a hundred percent take your guys's feedback and do our best to accommodate it. Um, can't change this voice sorry guys but anything else we're willing to work on <laughs> but awesome Dale thank you Elizabeth thank you amazing
3: yes thank you for the voicemail like I said we take all criticism pretty much any advice y'all want to give us to make the show better for y'all I mean it will some of the stuff does make me go in my room and cry but you know
1: I hold him while he, he cries though Aaron so. holds
3: me pats my head says you're a good you're a good Asian <laughs> Oh yeah.
2: That's good.
1: But uh we're gonna look into bumper stickers and stickers in general. We should be rolling those out pretty soon. But uh I appreciate you, Elizabeth, for suggesting us to people. And yeah, we're just a big community. We're a big family. Everybody's welcome as long as you're cool with us. We're cool with you. And I appreciate you and your husband and earn it for Elizabeth and do it for Dale. Love you both. And thank you again. Goodbye. Much love.
2: One more thing, Elizabeth. Do you have any suggestion on uh, what you'd like to see on a bumper sticker? Like, it's, if it's not our cover art, what what would you what would you think would be awesome to have running on the ass of your car
3: all day? Bigfoot, stick. No, <laughs>
1: no. Oh, how about the sticker that says it's got Bigfoot in each corner, and it says, "I was ass raped by Bigfoot." Oh. I got I got Uh, my whole bumper sticker. Bigfoot ate my ass, and I enjoyed it. And I
2: liked it. it. Yeah, and I
1: liked it. Bigfoot ate my ass, and I liked it. (laughs) TheoriesoftheThirdKind.com. Dude, we ought to run that billboard. Let's raise money and put a billboard that says "Bigfoot ate my ass, and I liked it." TheoriesoftheThirdKind.com.
2: Oh my God! Yes,
1: dude, and it's got Bigfoot with just a fat ass, like a big like Kim Kardashian ass, just a fat ass.
2: Let's start a Kickstarter. (laughs) All right,
1: we're gonna have a Kickstarter to get that up and going. All right,
2: what five hundred bucks?
1: I don't know how much. I know there's like digital billboards you can do now that you can rent in specific locations, but I
3: I mean, if it's digital, can we have Bigfoot twerking with that one then? (laughs) He ate my ass. All right, that'd be good for his campaigning. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, the next one is from Surge or Serg, Surge, Serg. One of those. I'm sorry. And we'll play that right now.
0: What's up, theories of the Third time? It's your boy from Southwest Missouri. Just calling that you know that you guys are the shit. I don't know why it's taking me so long to send you a voicemail because I've been listening to you guys since the end of last year. You guys are my favorite fucking podcast. It don't get better than this, and you guys only keep getting fucking better. Guys are the shit, Anna. You're the shit too. i love in season two and what you're doing. Um, here's a good one for you. Have you guys ever thought about or looked into the Black Knight satellite? It's fucking weird. So, anyways, I also just joined your Patreon because I was just getting a tip, and I'm I wanted that whole shaft. So, love you guys. You guys are the shit. Stay sexy, my guys and ladies.
1: I love you. And I'm glad you're getting the whole shaft now. Because it wouldn't be right if you wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> but your voice oh. is sexy and I love you. And thank you for all the kind words.
2: Yes. Uh, I'm glad to hear that other people from Missouri listen to the podcast, represent. Um, but anyways, thank you for uh, all the love uh, great message. I've never heard of the Black Knight satellites, so I put that just now on the list to put uh to look into. So thanks for oh, that suggestion. It is so good. Oh
3: <laughs> uh, Yeah, thank you for the voicemail. And hey, my man, you stay sexy. Bigfoot said so.
0: Nice.
1: All right. This next voicemail is from Jonah, and we'll play that right now.
0: So fellas, how's it gone? This is Jonah from Texas. And uh I just want to say that
3: I listen to your pos- podcast. I work simply for the fact that it gets me through my day. It makes it go by quicker. I work in construction, and I'm just driving a big old machine around.
0: I just put my headphones in, listen away, and lose track of time. Best way to do it. Y'all stay
3: awesome. Love, lo- love y'all show.
0: And uh, smoke hella weed.
1: Jonah, I want you to do something right now. I want you to stop your machine, okay? I want you to sit back and think about how you're not working right now and fucking sticking it to the man, okay? But you're listening to us, all right? You stick it to the man every chance you get, all right? But I understand you got to make a living. You got to do that for your family, and I respect that. And I respect you and your big machinery. You fucking work it out there, okay? You drive that goddamn machine the best you fucking can, okay? But you stick it to the man every chance you get. And I love you, Jonah. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I love you.
2: Whoa, 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 Jonah. You don't stick that there. No, no, no. Just stick it to the man. Okay, man. Thank you so much for the love. I hope that you're enjoying yourself and getting a good giggle.
3: Oh, man. I hope you have AC or at least a fan in that big machinery because I know that shit gets hot. Have that thing going full blast. Get your little mister in there.
1: If not, just take your clothes off and send your butthole pictures
3: to Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what happens when a Texan.
2: He probably needs one of those nut molds from the Montauk chair to make him feel more comfortable in that.
1: Ooh! Cause
2: he's be bouncing all day. <laughs>
1: nice nut mold for him. Yeah. We got that coming. USPS special delivery <laughs> nut mold for Jonah. All right. Thank you again, Jonah. We love you. Thank you for the love. I hope everything's going good. All right. This next one is from Lexi, and we'll play that right now.
5: Hi guys. Uh, My name is Lexi. I am a big fan of your show. I just started uh, listening recently and I've pretty much listened to all of them. Um, But the reason I'm leaving this voicemail is because I found your Pizzagate podcast super duper interesting and uh, there's been a lot of stuff popping up online that has to do with uh, Wayfair and trafficking children through Wayfair. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that at all, but I'd be interested on your take on that and i don't know if that's something you could maybe do a little snippet of a show on or anything like that but uh yeah that's about it but yeah love your show thank you so much
1: all right first off lexi i love you and thank you for the love and thank you for the support second of off second off secondly whatever you know what i'm talking about next i'm very familiar with this wayfair thing okay as you may know i'm in the depths of the conspiracy forms i lurk he bought a child what (laughs) 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 no i didn't buy a child (laughs) no so i'm in the conspiracy forms if there's a conspiracy form that you're part of i'm probably lurking it i lurk every single one i am always there no matter where it is in the dark deep webs internets i always what jesus Jesus. You're always yes. there. I'm always there. I'm like Jesus, but I'm the Internet conspiracy Jesus. OK, and I'm always looking at and stuff going off and I seen this Wayfair stuff pop off. So immediately what I wanted to do is I wanted to assemble everybody like Avengers and we all come together and do a special episode. But I was like, realistically, no, we couldn't do that because we have to have our episodes planned out and, you know, the editing and it, we have like a schedule that we follow every single week. But I'm very familiar with this Wayfair deal. Uh, it is very weird. We have some theories already about it. In the next month, we are going to have. Should we say it?
2: I mean, it's a special. It's, it's a like, special month. For yeah, us. Th- and it's it's all is it all Patreon too.
1: It's on, it's Patreon and regular. We're going to be doing as some, we're going to be doing a month. Our episodes are going to be basically over that. Like Epstein, we're going to visit him and all of the stuff we found is autopsy photos, everything in his black book. I'm talking, we dove deep. We got top secret documents. We're going to uncover stuff you've never heard of before about him. We're going to dive into human trafficking and this Wayfair shit. We're going to dive into pretty much all the underground stuff that's happening with the lizard people and the Andrina Chrome and the kids, maybe not the lizard people, but the kids and the Andrina Chrome and all that stuff. It is going to be a month long of just mind blown stuff that you'll never be able to trust anybody again and wonder if they're eyeballing your little, little one, which that did not sound great. And I may cut that out, but We got that coming up. So, yes, I'm very familiar of it. What about you guys? I know we text a little bit about it, uh, Anna.
2: Yeah, that was, like, the first time I'd seen anything about it. Um, I mean, I think I saw it on the side of the Twitter page, but I didn't dive into it. I'm like, oh, I got to respond to my people. That's priority. So, I didn't look. But then I saw later about them listing kids as furniture with a name that was going for, like, $20,000 and stuff ridiculous the oh. names
1: correlated with people the kids missing
2: yes yeah that's, that's very weird
1: and the, even the symbols the symbols were the typical pedophile symbols that were being used at comet ping pong and just the word of the wise if you've never heard of this stuff before you can't go to google and search it right you have to go to duck.go and look this stuff up and do the investigation yourself look Look into this stuff yourself. Don't rely on CNN or Fox News or any other media outlet or even us in that matter. Go do your own research and verify it yourself.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I actually talked to uh, Jake on Facebook about the Wayfair thing because he sent me a link and he was telling me about it some. And I was going to bring it up to you guys. And this voicemail pretty much brought it up for me. So that kind of worked out. The one thing I did notice about i read up on Google, probably why you can't find that stuff on there. Supposedly the algorithm for Google only brings up, how do I say it, like positive search results. So pretty much you look up like, like Hillary Clinton, it's going to tell you all the good things and like some, some bad things about her, but it won't dive deep into anything terrible. Like, you know, the body, the Clinton body counts. Yeah. You have to specify that exactly to get any result, which you might be able to get some that's why we pretty much depend on DuckDuckGo mostly.
1: Yeah.
2: It filters the bad shit to the top.
1: Anyways, thank you, Lexi, for the voicemail. <laughs> and the love. We love you. Thank you for the suggestion and everything. All right, this next one is from a guy named Hans. Uh, I'm not familiar with him that Never much. Never heard of
2: him, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we'll play that one right now.
4: Guten Abend, Theories of the Third Kind. Der Ritten der Art. There we go. That's in German for you. It is I, Hans. Love the podcast. Love all that you do. You know, uh, what you did, Aaron. And the Patreon was just downright despicable and naughty of you. <sighs> but I loved it, my dear. Oh my god, this goat has gotten all these calluses off my feet. I can't even feel them anymore. Not saying I have feeling my feet in general, but... He's coming good use, so I've let him back into the wild. No, I haven't fucked him, but I didn't like how he spoiled Daniel getting naked for me. I was prepared for a, you know, a scene from Red Dragon where he's got the tattoo on his back and he flexes on me. Oh my god, I wish it was Philip Seymour Hoffman in that. Anyways, you know, keep up this good work, keep pumping these episodes out. I know it's hard work, editing research but you all are doing fantastic you too Anna you're doing wonderful love talking to you in general you're a great person a great soul Aaron one day I'm gonna fucking poke your chocolate starfish and there's nothing you could do about it Daniel just keep being that beautiful little butterfly that you are all right peace out Jesus Christ
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) thank you for the voicemail Hans I'm glad that you haven't fucked that goat yet. You know, I was worried about him.
3: Now question. I have, I have received a picture of the goat. He is, he's in excellent condition.
2: (laughs) Yes. He is alive. Last time we saw him,
3: he has a majestic beard. That's good. I'm glad that goat is doing
1: good. And I'm glad you're doing good. Hans, we love you. Keep sending the voicemail. We'll keep sending our energy and love to you. And, uh, I hope all is well your way, and you're having a good weekend, and the goat is okay.
3: There's a picture there, of
1: the goat <laughs> ah, there he <Yeah>. is <laughs> okay that's a that's a good goat,
2: yes, Hans. Yes. I appreciate our conversation as well, man. You're so funny, and you know you know what i'm when I say when i you know what I mean when I say this. I really want to take a ride with you sometime, my man, just take oh. me a pie, shit, so Hans. Nice. We could talk about that on the side later.
3: <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Yeah, and Han, Hans told me about his uh his fantasy of me doing the red dragon scene, disrobing and flexing my dragon tattoo on my back.
2: Ooh. Are you going to make it come true?
3: We've talked about it. We'll say that. Well, oh, nice. <laughs>
2: we know you got the dragon tattoo already.
3: Ah, it was very painful, especially when they yeah. went between the ass crack. Ooh.
1: All right. So, moving on. Thank you, Hans. We love you. Uh, this next voicemail is from Nick, a.k.a. Nickalicious. Third week in a row. We love it. Uh, so Just I,
2: another Friday night. Yeah,
1: if you, haven't, you don't know who this guy is, go listen to the past two voicemails. Same with Hans. I love them. They're great. We'll play this voicemail right now. Hey, babies. You
6: know what it already is. It's Nickalicious and I got a scary story for you guys from my favorite podcast, and I'm going to tell you it. So, me and my girlfriends were hiking the other day, and I got lost, you know, just being a little curious in the nature. And I walked and followed the black feathers that I saw on the ground. I was like, what are these black feathers doing out here? And I walked and walked and walked, and I found the moth bear. And you know what he says, they got big wings, but baby, babies, they, he's got something bigger than those big wings. No wonder he doesn't fly as high as a plane. That big feathery dick's weighing him down, baby. Mm. So what I did was bite my lip, look him straight in the eyes, and said, "How will bet you show me what that big feathery dick can do. His red eyes squinted and looked at me. I pulled down my pants and I said, bend me over and treat me like a cow, baby. And before you know it, I was screaming and I passed out and woke up to my girlfriend's waking me up saying, we could hear you screaming from all the way from the top of the mountain. And I said, oh, well, I was just scared that I was lost. But they didn't notice the white substance on my lips. That's the time I got, babies. I gotta go to bed. Bye-bye.
3: Oh, he didn't oh. say his line. I, I was hoping
1: he would say just another
0: Friday night. It's yes.
1: just another
3: Friday night. <laughs> oh my
1: God. Dude, so his stories are getting more and more like I feel like I'm reading an erotic book.
2: Was that about the Mothman?
1: Yeah, supposedly the okay. Mothman. He's had a lot of sexual encounters with like what? Bigfoot?
2: Mm-hmm, and Alien?
1: Alien and now Mothman. God. Dang.
2: slithering dick. <laughs> slithering my mouth.
1: Well, thank you, Nick, for sharing your story. We love you.
2: Yeah, dude. You make us laugh every week, so thank you for that. Keep it coming. And uh yeah, I guess it's just another Friday night.
3: Thank you for the voicemail, Nick.
1: <laughs> yeah, we love you. All right, so that's all the voicemails for this week. Um Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Hans, thank you, Lexi, thank you, Jonah, thank you, Serge, Serg, thank you, Serg, thank you, Elizabeth, uh, Dale, and Adrian. Uh, We love you all, and we love everybody who listens, and uh, if you want to, send a voicemail, you know, and uh, we'll play it. That's right.
2: Yes, thank you very much.
1: All right, so now we're going to go into ratings and reviews. All right, so the first review we have this week is from I Plead the Fifth. It was left on May 28th. It is five stars with a subject line that says, these guys are the truth. They go on to say, I love these guys. It's friends chopping it up about various conspiracy theories. I like the pacing of the shows. You know what the layout of the program is after a few listens. I like the dark and dirty humor and the intelligent dialogue. God-tier podcasting. Much love from New York City, young Agumon. Thank you, Agumon. It's good to hear from you again. Love you. Love you appreciate you, and I hope you're doing good in New York, man. I just drove through there a little while back, and uh, shit's crazy, man.
2: Yeah, I haven't heard from you um, on Twitter, so yeah, I hope you're okay, man. I appreciate the review. We try our best, you know. Thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you for the review, and dude, I hope you're staying safe up there.
2: So this next one is from Hopscotch Lane. It was, it's from the U.S., on May 31st, titled, yep, five stars, yep, to all this, simple as can be. Boom. Love it. Thank you so much. Boom.
3: Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the next one we have is from uh, McTwistPx, left on 531 from the U.S., titled, Great Podcast with a thumbs up, given five stars. And it says, this is a funny and fun-filled podcast all about the burning topics that plague the back of all our minds there's plenty of humor but they don't skimp on the content or sacrifice any of the research for crappy jokes many different personalities meld together here to give us a great show reminds me of sitting around with my friends in high school talking about this stuff many moons ago love it can't wait for season two I thank you it's very nice thank and you yeah, very season, much. season two is here thank you love you all right this next one is
1: from crazy lazy 408 left on may 31st The subject line that reads great find. It is five stars and they go on to say just randomly stumbled upon this podcast while looking for alien stuff and found a few interesting titles. Denver Airport being one of them since that is the main airport I use funny authentic thought provoking and enjoyable. You created a new fan who has a bunch of episodes to catch up on. I think I heard you are now on YouTube. I'll check that out and if merchandise ends up coming I'll definitely show support. Thanks for the new podcast it is a great way to get away from the news cycle. Thank you, Crazy Lady408. Uh do we, no, we they're not on YouTube. We thought about it, but we haven't made the transition. We don't know if we are going to just because of their uh censoring. Yeah. And uh yeah, we've we've had merchandise we've, you know, we've got merchandise up now. So if you want to check that out. But Thank you for the five star. Thank you for the great review. And I love you. And stay away from the uh, underground lizard people at the Denver airport.
3: Much love.
2: Yes, thank you. This next one comes in from uh, Micho Oni from US on June 2nd. Five stars labeled best conspiracy theory podcast. I am so lucky to have found this podcast. I'm looking for a podcast about aliens and UFOs. And I stumbled upon theories of the third kind. I was drawn in by the cover art. And after hearing my first episode, which was Skinwalker Ranch, I was hooked. Looking forward to season two, just 48 more hours, or 2,880 more minutes. Can't wait. Well, you don't have to anymore. You've gotten probably like eight episodes if you got the Patreon, so you're probably like full. Just kidding. You could always have a little bit more. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: or like the dessert after your meal i could always make room for dessert
3: that's right yeah but thank you for your love we love you all right next one we have is from beaker the assistant left on june 2nd from australia titled best conspiracy theory podcast i've heard with five stars and it says i have been searching for a conspiracy podcast for a while now this podcast is the best i've heard without bs and ads I really like the theories about the theory. Nice. Thank
1: you, Beaker the Assistant.
3: Beaker.
4: Thank you
2: very much.
1: Yes, thank you very much for the review and the kind words. All right, this next one is from Anon Bravo. It was left on uh, June 4th. It is five stars, the subject line that reads outstanding. They go on to say, at first, I thought it was going to be OP with many hosts. But listening to each view and what everyone has to say, it is great. I love the jokes mixed with the seriousness, and the intro is legendary. Awesome. Thank you, Anon. I love you, and we love you. Thank you. Yes, thank you.
2: So this next one, probably should be read by Dan, uh, is from Anzo35. It's left on June 4th, and that would be titled Ninja Yeti. Five stars. Amazing works, guys. So hooked on this, I'm addicted. I'm from Beacon, New York, and this gets me through my work routine every day. My name's Angelo, and I gotta say, the ninja yeti that jumps uh, I gotta say the ninja yeti that jumps from peak to peak, rescuing survivors, so funny. And lots of laughing face emojis.
1: Nice. Thank you, Anzo. I love you. Thank you for the five star review, thank you for the love. And I hope you're doing good out there in New York. Yeah. Thank you, Angelo.
3: The next one we got is D's Cut Z, left on June 4th, titled Great Shows with Five Stars. Says, finally, shirts. LOL. Love you, love you. Call me delirious.
1: Delirious. I love you, and thank you for the the review and the support, and I hope you got your shirt, and I hope you're wearing it butt-fucking-naked with a massive boner, and you're just jerking it. Much love, delirious.
2: Well, thank you so much.
1: The last review this week is from Pammy8 and it was left on June 5th. It is 5 stars with the subject line that reads great content. They goes on to say newest edit. Yes, guys, yes. Anna, you had me at hey all you cool cats and kittens. I'll be joining Patreon. Congratulations, guys. You have arrived. I'm editing my previous rating. The recent episodes have been awesome. Thank you, Pammy8. We love you, and you know what? I hope you're doing good on Patreon. Shoot us a message on there, and we'll shoot you one right back and tell you how much we love you. And I hope you're doing good, and I hope you're enjoying this season, and I hope your life's going good.
2: Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I appreciate you, Pammy. Honestly, uh, that makes my day to hear those kind words and... um. And really, honestly, going back and making that edit means the world to us too, because it shows us that you're liking the improved content that we have for you, and um, that feedback is immediately received. So thank you so so much.
1: Yep, thank yep, you, thank you so much. All right, so that's the end of the ratings and reviews. Dan, we'll start off with you for shout outs. You got any shout outs for this week?
3: I will shout out to Savannah. I think she messaged me yesterday, and she actually told me about. Let's see. She lives in southeastern Oklahoma, and they have a huge festival every year in Honubi, Oklahoma, for Bigfoot.
2: No way,
3: dude! We got to go to that. That's 100%. what I was. I sent her a message earlier, saying the same thing. I was just like, I want to. Got save up some money, get some time off. And I want to go to that.
1: Yeah, for sure. No right. All right, Dan. Who else you got for?
3: Uh, then we have a cage on Facebook. He actually wanted to know if we we're gonna revisit the thirteen bloodlines of the Illuminati, because he said that his his last name's uh is in there, so he's kind of interested in it.
1: Well, saddle on up. Your great grandfather probably is a lizard person, so that means you're probably one fourth of a lizard person. I mean, when you go out in the sun, you just start peeling. I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna go over that here pretty soon. So thank you for mm-hmm. that suggestion. We love you.
2: Yes. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, but then, you know, just got to thank everybody else that everyone's sending out messages and stuff. You know, I really appreciate y'all. I try to get back to every single one of you and I've enjoyed every single conversation on there. Y'all are great.
1: Yeah. Same thing with Instagram. I want to shout out everybody. Uh, I've had over 248 Instagram messages this past week. So, yeah, I want to thank everybody for their love. And thank you for your patience when sending me a message trying to get a hold of me on Instagram. Get a lot of them. So, uh, also, if you've seen my recent picture of my kitty cat, good little kitty, Gollum. Uh, Gollum. I think he's gotten a lot of likes, more likes than we've gotten the past two months, I think, on that single pic. So I'm going to start posting more cat pictures. <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. But uh,
2: I could send you some cat pictures, too.
1: Hell yeah. We, we need to get a... Uh... Get Gollum a
3: the Third Kind shirt.
1: Somebody mentioned on there, we can see part of Aaron's beard. So he has a beard. Oh. Uh, that's true. I've actually thought about shaving it all off today, which I probably won't. I'll just trim it. But I wanted to give everybody a shout out on Instagram. You're all beautiful people. I love you all. Thank you for listening. You're all great individuals. And um, I can't wait to see where this all takes us and be eventually and eventually be able to meet up with all of you guys and us, you know. Have a beer or a water or a cola or a non non corporate beverage and consume it or maybe do whatever you guys want to do and just talk about theories and hang out. You know, maybe that's in the in the future. Maybe we all die in the next few months, according to Hopi prophecy. I don't know. Whatever happens. I hope to see you guys on the other side or in this lifetime. But I love you all. And I want you all to know that.
3: Well said. Um,
2: I definitely have some shout outs as well uh hans you know he's always a great chat and uh you know maybe we'll play some call of duty sometime hans um but really though i really appreciate the conversation you're awesome super sweet uh and then Vic, man now that's the guy who knows how to talk Vic, thank you man you are so fun i love your gifts that you send to me and um i'm so glad that you're on patreon now so we get to fill your ear holes even more. Let's see, who else do I got here? Rick Pitstop. He is always dropping in little nuggets of comments, and he left one uh, that tagged us and said, Anna, you effing rock. Great great add onto the group. Just finished the pyramid episode. I wish you guys could have gone a little more into the Hispanic pyramids. And I think we're going to touch base right after this about some pyramid things that we are you guys are informing us about and brought some great theories, so we're going to go into that a little bit. But, you know, I, I can admit I didn't look that up, so I apologize for that. Um, but I appreciate uh, your comment, and I just got to say to you, sir, kneecaps.
5: Kneecaps, uh, nice.
2: You know, every I've gotten a lot of new people on Twitter. You guys are really starting to come over, so I appreciate it. Uh, like, new follower, like Michael, uh, Georgia Taylor, Molly, Sarah Stoker, Be Like the Bug. I responded back to him asking how to do voicemails longer than those, or them, rather, to let them know how to do voicemails. I mean, there's so many amazing people on here. Benji, you rock, dude. You fucking rock, man. But keep spreading, the, the, keep sending the messages. Um, oh, man, I can't say your name. I'm going to try, though. I loats and 40 uh, dollar sign. Sorry, don't know how to say your name, dude. But also, you're real funny and I appreciate you as well. So thank you, everyone on Twitter for, like, reaching out to me. Um, uh, let me know what you want to see on there. I could put cat pictures up. I got a little cute dog, too. If that's what you want to see, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all. Um, I think that was all I had. Yeah, that was everybody today from me.
1: All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. You are all amazing, every single one of you. So, with that, and uh, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, check it out. Five bucks a month gets you an extra episode each week. Also, check out our merchandise if you want a shirt or whatever. Anyways, with that being said, Dan and Anna, you want to roll us out? Yes, sir.
3: It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts.
2: Because alone, you are not. Hey!